We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm your host, Walker Wildman, your host each week on the American Family Radio Network. This is AFA at the Core. That's the name of the show. And once again, I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us this Monday edition of AFA at the Core. American Family Radio broadcast all over the country, 180 stations or towers, rather. And then uh, we're in about 30-plus states, so we broadcast all across the great U.S. of A. And then we are on the World Wide Web. You can download our app, the American Family Radio app, or you can visit our website, AFR.net. Those are the two best ways to listen. And, of course, we are on Facebook and YouTube. But today... Uh, Facebook is having issues, so we are uh, live streaming on YouTube at AFA at the Core uh, channel on YouTube. So that's where we are live streaming the video. And if you get on YouTube, AFA at the Core channel, and you look at the video, you'll notice I'm not at our national headquarters in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, Rather, I'm about three hours away in Alabama at an AFA retreat here in Alabama. We're gathered with about 150 of our uh, most loyal supporters here in uh, Sylacauga, Alabama, pretty small town, but home to Purcell Farms here in Alabama. So that's where we are. If you hear some background noise, some worship music, if you hear Abraham Hamilton III uh, getting a little rowdy here in a few minutes, it's because he's speaking during this session. Uh, so that's where I am broadcasting from in Alabama. So the background noise is is intended. It is natural uh, here uh, where we're broadcasting from in Alabama. But good to be with you today on AFA at the core. Uh, Jumping right back into the show, or right into the show, our verse of the week, our scripture is out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. This is uh, uh, our continuation of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and an adornment for your neck. That's out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. My son, do not lose sight of these. Um, keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Uh, that's out of the book of Proverbs. That's our uh, scripture for the week. And where do we find wisdom? Where do we find discretion? We, we find that through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, but we find it in the Word of God uh, when we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to consume us and to direct our thoughts and our actions. We find discretion and wisdom uh, from the Word of God. And uh, this week we're reading in Proverbs chapter 3, 21 and 22. And, you know, it's it's so easy to um, to to think that you can get wisdom and discretion from uh, worldly sources. Um, and you, many of us, we can all fall into the trap um, thinking that, you know, if, we're, if we do things good enough, if we do things right, um, if we do things in what we view as the best way to do things, uh, that somehow we're going to build ourselves uh, with, fill ourselves with wisdom and discretion. Uh, but look, wisdom and discretion comes from the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, from the Word of God. Uh, so that's where all of our truth 
and our discretion and wisdom comes from. And more specifically, when you look at the core values of American Family Association, one of the core values is morality. And that's another word in the world today that can be used to cover all kind of stuff. Uh, but we have to keep our, our terms and our definitions solid. We have to keep them accurate. And that's what many people in the world want to do today. That's what many people uh, who hate God want to do is they want to take uh, definitions, they want to take terms, and they want to twist it and mend it and, and turn it into something that it's not. Uh, so when we talk about morality, that's one of the six core values at American Family Association. When you talk about morality, uh, we're talking about biblical morality. This is set moral code given to us by God, our Creator. Uh, so m morality and all of our other core values at AFA, uh, they, are, they are rooted right out of Scripture. So this is not subjective stuff. This is not my, my opinion versus your opinion. Uh, what we're standing on here at American Family Radio and American Family Association is the inspired divine word of God. So this is not uh, what are we going to have for dinner? You like this, I like that. No, this is what does God say about about humanity? What does God say about his word? And what are we going to do with that? I think that's the, the key question is what are we going to do with what we know? Um, are we going to sit on our hands? Are we going to be quiet? Are we going to sit in our corner and not be bold? No, we shouldn't do that. Uh, we absolutely have to be bold because God's word calls us for, to courage and to boldness, uh, all out of love for our uh, fellow um, humans, all out of love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, uh, before we jump into the, the news of the week uh, that we have going on at the beginning of the week here, uh, I want to tell you about our resource of the week. And I brought this in two weeks ago, but I just didn't give it enough credit, didn't give it enough uh, of the airwaves, and that is our American Family Coffee. Uh, more specifically, our Harvest Blend. That's what we have uh, featured now, our Harvest Blend. Autumn Spice from American Family Coffee. That's directly out of our resource center. So if you want to order some of our coffee, um, that, uh, that that already comes ground the ground the beans are already ground so you just have to put it in your your coffee maker in your filter and and cut the coffee maker on we have American Family Coffee Harvest Autumn Spice available at our resource center as we speak right now so if you go there resources.afa.net is the website resources.afa.net is the website you can order it there we'll ship it out within a day or two and it should be to your house within three to five days, depending on where you live. Jumping right into the news of the week, enough of uh, me going over my housekeeping items. Came across this story that has really been out for several weeks now. It's been percolating in Washington, D.C. for several weeks. And that is the National Defense Authorization Act. We have, uh, AFA is actually working on an action alert as we speak on this topic because there are several things in this legislation called the National Defense Authorization Act. And just to give you guys a 30,000-foot flyover, this bill is what funds the military. Every year, Congress passes this bill called the National Defense Authorization Act, and it funds our nation's military, and every once in a while it funds a few other things as well. But nonetheless, uh, the Democrats, with the help of some Republicans, might I add, have added our daughters, America's daughters, into the draft, into the mandatory draft. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, so historically and up until today, uh, all young men have been automatically entered into the draft. I remember not too long ago when I was in high school, probably, I guess, 18, um, I got a little certificate that had my draft number on it, and I've still got that at my home. But 
Um, historically, all young men have gotten entered into the draft. You know, when was the last time we used the draft? It's been decades upon decades. Uh, I would have to get some history buffs in there to give me a, a history rundown of the draft. But nonetheless, it hasn't been used that much, at least in modern history. Uh, but that's beside the point because that's what you're going to hear from a lot of people. Well, the draft just hadn't been used in So what's wrong with our women being entered into the draft? Well, there's a fundamental problem with entering our, our wives and our daughters into the draft. And if we, if we take out God's word from this conversation, if we take out Scripture, and we just, it's my opinion and your opinion, and we can go back and forth for three hours on whether, the, whether women should be entered into the draft. But since we believe in God's word, then we, we base our opinion and our worldview off of the word of God. And women should not be on the front lines serving our nation's military. They shouldn't be. And this is a, not an equality thing or a women's rights thing. No, this is about who do we value and protect in our country. We need to value and protect women and young girls in our country because for one of the main reasons, and I'm going to play a clip from Representative Chip Roy, but one of the main driving reasons here is that when we're at war, when we're a nation at war, and we have been in the past, who's going to stay here and take care of the home front? Who's going to stay and disciple our children? Who's going to stay and keep things in order all in the homeland? We have to have our wives and our young daughters to help keep things in order here in the homeland when, when we are a nation at war and all of our young men and dads and fathers are overseas fighting. That's one of the driving reasons. Uh, but we start we start sending our women overseas to fight America's wars on the front lines in foxholes. That is one of the most immoral things we can do. That is absolutely one of the most immoral things we can do. Uh, someone who I agree with, I would say he agrees with me, but uh, he, he spoke to this before I did, and that's Representative Chip Roy out of the state of Texas. Great patriot, Representative Chip Roy. I'm going to play clip five here. This is Representative Roy on the House floor addressing this very topic. Let's listen. The Senate Armed Services Committee votes overwhelmingly to draft our daughters. Heck, we had eight Republicans of the 13 vote for that nonsense. To draft our daughters. Who are we? Who are we as a people, as a country? Where are the sacred boundaries of being able to decide how to live and to recognize truths that man is man, that woman is woman, and that I as a father do not want to have my daughter get drafted? They say, well, what about anything draft your son? Use the power of the government to draft the son. We can have a debate about ending the draft. Everyone comes back and says, well, don't worry. There's not going to be a draft. There hasn't been a draft in 50 years. So don't worry about it. What do you mean don't worry about it? When my daughter turns 18 in eight years and she has to go sign a piece of paper to register, I shouldn't be worried about my daughter getting drafted and go get sent to a foxhole in Afghanistan or Iraq or somewhere else. What do you mean don't worry about that? Yet that's precisely what this body is doing. The Senate Armed Services Committee voted on it. The House already has that language. Let me be perfectly clear. I will not be honoring whatever law says is drafting my daughter. There you have it. That is Representative Chip Roy. Quote, let me be perfectly clear. I will not be honoring whatever law is drafting my daughter. End quote. That's from Representative Chip Roy there. But, you know, this is what happens, folks. This is not a, um, this didn't happen overnight. Uh, this is what happens when a culture blurs the lines, or doesn't even blur the lines. That's, this was what happens when a culture erases the lines of male and female. When we all try to act like there's no difference. Oh, no, no, there's not a difference. We're all 
equality, right? It's all we're all equal or all the same. No, there is a fundamental biological, scientific, and biblical difference between male and female. And when a nation loses sight of that and we try to act like everybody's the same, everybody's built the same, you know, men can have babies too, this is insanity. But this is what happens when a nation loses its way. And we take our eye off the ball and we start thinking that men can be women and women can be men. If you do that, then we end up drafting our daughters. That's exactly what happens because the, the core truth, the core basic uh, truthful arguments that are used to keep our, our wives and our daughters out of foxholes and foreign lands, uh, that argument um, disappears when you lose sight of Scripture and when you lose sight of what God's Word says about male and female. And that's just a cold, hard truth. And so we do not need to be drafting our daughters. And that's also, it's also one thing to theoretically argue this um, and pull the whole argument, well, you know, we haven't done the drafting forever, so the chances of us using the draft again is slim to none. Well, then why are we doing this? <laughs> that, 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 that argument, that straw man argument actually fights against itself. Because if you say, well, we're never going to do the draft again, the draft the draft will never be used in American history ever again. Well, then why are we changing the laws on the draft? And and, and I'm not, we're, we shouldn't be arguing on theoreticals either, because if it's my daughter, if it's Chip Roy's daughter, things are going to get very serious. Uh, because if I have a daughter, if God blesses me with a daughter, uh, she will not be fighting America's wars in far, far away lands uh, while I sit here. Uh, on the home front. That's just not going to happen, uh, nor should we let it. And I know there's a lot of uh, mothers, fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers out there who who's, who uh, sympathize with what I'm saying here. Hey, you're listening to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm broadcasting live from uh, Sylacauga, Alabama, a very small town in Alabama, and we're at Purcell Farms here in Alabama at our AFA retreat, our annual AFA retreat. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's what's going on here in Alabama at AFA at the Core is where we're, uh, what we're broadcasting from Sylacauga, Alabama. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net. And next week, we got an exciting week next week. We have our share our fall share Tuesday through Thursday of next week. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you call in. Go to our website and donate. We do share twice a year for six days total, three days in the fall, three days in the spring. And we ask you, our listener, to come alongside us and financially support our work, along with always continuing to keep us in your prayer. So that's next week, but you're listening to AFA at the Court on American Family Radio. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. After Jesus resurrected their brother, Lazarus, Martha and Mary hosted a dinner party in their Bethany home. You can imagine the excitement and the buzz that swirled through the town and the number of people who came because the rabbi had returned. Martha busied herself with preparations. Mary sat at Jesus' feet, basking in his teaching. Life's demands can easily consume our focus, but one thing is necessary, that we remain at Jesus' feet, anchored in his word. 
Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. A 2019 study found that 70% of teens 13 to 17 believe anxiety and depression to be a major problem amongst their peers. Add in the recurring threat of illness, discord, and unrest seen more recently, one can assume that that number must be even higher today. Parents must learn how to identify the warning signs. Excessive worrying, changes in sleep habits or appetite, chronic headaches and stomach aches are just some of the most common signs of anxiety amongst girls. Equip your girl with the 333 method to combat anxiety in the moment. Look around and name three things you see, then identify three things you hear. And in a three-word prayer of God's got this, she can feel some incredible pressure lift. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Does the changing of the seasons have you thinking about the future? If you're feeling like you can't contribute as you have in the past, maybe we can offer some help. There are many ways to make an end-of-the-year charitable gift. A cash donation comes with the advantage of a tax deduction. Transferring appreciated stock can allow you to avoid capital gains taxes. You could leave a gift through a will or trust by naming AFA as a beneficiary. And a charitable gift annuity provides a deduction for today as well as guaranteed income for life. Let us show you how to maximize your year-end giving for yourself and for AFA. Visit afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. If the economy has you worried about what the future may bring, giving through the AFA Foundation could help. Again, that's afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. My name is Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show. I would say your host for today, but I'm here every day, Monday through Friday. We even do a re-air on Saturday, so I'm your host of AFA at the Core. So good to be with you. Hey, I'm in Alabama spending some good time with our supporters, uh, with some of our most loyal listeners across the country here in Sylacauga, Alabama. Pretty small town. I don't know, maybe a couple hundred, maybe a thousand on a good day here in Sylacauga, Alabama. Uh, Devin will look up our official pop count. Uh, But there's a special place here in Sylacauga called Farm Links. Um, It's also known as Purcell Farm. Uh, It's a family-owned farm here in Sylacauga, Alabama, about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Birmingham, Alabama, and a very special place uh, founded by a Christian family. Uh, There's a golf course here, uh, cattle, and all kinds of other activities, but a very special place uh, here in Sylacauga, Alabama. So that's where we're broadcasting live from, and Devin, who's helping me produce the show on this end. Okay, a little... Man, I sure did underestimate Sylacauga. <laughs> All right, they got 12,000. They got 12,000 folks here in Sylacauga, Alabama as of 2019. Um, um, so that's the latest pop count in Sylacauga. 
But I think it's because I'm a little outside of Silicaga. That's why I underestimate it. So I apologize to the folks of Silicaga. They're going to email me. They're going to call me and say, how dare you tell us that we've got 1,000 people here? We've got 12,000. Uh, so I apologize. Uh, should have checked my numbers before I started talking. But, hey, that's why I got Devin here to check my numbers in real time. Uh, so Silicaga, Alabama, pop, pop count of about 12,000 people. Um, here in Alabama. So good to be here with some of our most uh, faithful supporters. But hey, if you didn't make it to our retreat, that's all right. We have one every year. Uh, our retreat here, AFA retreat, uh, sponsored by the AFA Foundation. We'll probably be back next year, if not the year after that. So you can always join us then. But hey, if you want to support our work next week, we're going to have our fall share And you can call in or go online next week, beginning Tuesday through Thursday, and you can donate to support the work of American Family Association and American Family Radio. And the great, one of the great things I love about American Family Association, and yes, I am a little biased because my grandfather founded AFA back in 1977. And then he founded the American Family Radio Network in 1991 is when our first station went on the air in Jackson, Tennessee. But... Uh, back to my point about one of the special things about it is we're we're listener supported and we're public supported, not public government. We're public meaning you, the listener, y'all support our work. Uh, but our average gift is about eighty five to ninety bucks as the last time I checked. Our average donation is about between eighty five and ninety dollars. Uh, so we're funded uh, by small gifts, by small donations, but the great thing about that is uh, we answer to our listeners and we answer to God for what goes out on the airwaves. We're not beholden to some uh, two or three major donors that fund the operation, and we have to kowtow to everything they say. Uh, we're listener-supported, and the reason uh, folks donate to AFA, to AFR, is because they believe in what we're doing. They believe in our mission, our vision, and our core values, so we genuinely appreciate that. Jumping back into the news of the week, I came across this story, and I sure enough couldn't believe it, but turns out to be true. Um, a, uh, this is a tragic story, by the way. Let me give that disclaimer, but came across the story of a mother, and if I can make it through this, this is just, this tugs at your, at your humanity. Um, Jessica Berg Wilson is a mother out of the state of Washington, and she um, wanted, uh, she, she didn't want to get the COVID shot. She didn't want to get the COVID shot. Uh, 37-year-old mother by the name of Jessica Berg Wilson in Seattle, Washington, and she's got uh, two girls, it looks like, and a husband, 37 years old. Well, she wanted to go to her daughter's school uh, and be a room mom. And if you don't know what that is, I talked to my wife, who's a teacher this morning. She said it's basically a mother whose child goes to a school and the mother uh, volunteers to help out in the room, bring snacks, or just do any kind of uh, uh, help around the school. So this mother, Jessica Wilson, she wanted to be a room mom and help at her daughter's, her young daughter's school. Well, in order to do that, in order to help at her daughter's school, they wanted this mother to get the shot, the COVID-19 shot. Well, the mother did. Jessica Wilson got the shot, 37-year-old young mother, and she passed away just a couple days later. She passed away, and this is this is according to the obituary, okay? So this is not me just pulling stuff out of my pocket or citing Twitter rumors. Um, according to the obituary, this mother passed away of COVID vaccine-induced. Uh, this is a medical term, so the doctors out there, just give me a break here. 
COVID vaccine-induced throm- thrombotic thrombocytopenia. I may try to do better next segment on that. But nonetheless, she uh, passed away from this vaccine-induced side effect. Um, and her, I bring all this up to, and she had no underlying conditions. I bring this up for for one of two reasons. Uh, she, she, her obituary, Jessica Berg Wilson's obituary was posted on Twitter by someone who knew her, and Twitter had the audacity to flag her obituary as misleading. Here's I'm reading from the, the, the screenshot of what Twitter did. They put a flag, a notice that says misleading. Learn why health officials consider COVID-19 vaccines safe for most people. Click here to find out more. Um, and then it went on, Twitter went on to lock this tweet uh, where it couldn't be replied to, shared, or liked by anyone who knew this mother that passed away. Uh, but this is the type of, uh, I mean, this is so cold, this is so heartless, this is so inhumane. Number one, who has the audacity to flag an obituary post? I mean, what are we, a bunch of animals around here? Survival of the fittest? Twitter had the, somebody at Twitter had the audacity, are there algorithms, but somebody wrote the algorithms, right? To, um, to flag this obituary of this young mom in Washington that passed away as a result of getting the COVID jab. So that's the first problem, is that somebody had the audacity to flag it, or somebody wrote an algorithm that then flagged it. But the other thing um, is that is that this this isn't being talked about, okay? This isn't being talked about. And you can find story after story on the mainstream media outlets of someone passing away because of COVID, of someone passing away with COVID, and you can find this big, long sob story, which it, it, many of these are very sad stories. So I'm not being cynical and I'm not undermining that. But I'm saying all that to say that it is actually hard to, to get these stories published. The stories of people passing away because of the shot, not because they didn't get it or because they got COVID, these stories are actually not uncommon. You know, the media is using this term rare, rare side effects. Well, what, stati- what statistically makes it rare? All right, what's your threshold to where you stop using that word rare? No, they just use it all the time. Everything's rare. Anything that happens that's not uh, doesn't look good on the jab, well, that's just rare. Okay, well, what's your threshold when it becomes not rare anymore? Well, we don't really know, um, but that's just what they're told to say. Um, but this 37-year-old mother passed away in the state of Washington. She didn't want to get the shot. She told people, told her family, I don't want to get this shot. She's young. She's healthy. Who knows? She probably could have already had COVID before and had natural immunity, but she went ahead and got the shot, and now she is dead um, and she leaves behind two babies and a husband, and she won't be able to participate in her daughter's school now. So this story needs to be spread far and wide uh, because we need to tell both sides of the story, okay? If we want to cover stories talking positively about the COVID jab, that's fine if there's some factual statistically uh, statistical proof behind it. Uh, but we also need to cover these stories that don't look so good on the jab. Uh, Why? Because the public deserves to know the truth. The public deserves to know what's going on. Uh, Speaking about knowing what's going on, came across this story out of Louisiana. This is an absolute shocker. Um, 
Louisiana, their largest hospital system, get this, their lar- largest hospital system, Oshner Health in the state of Louisiana, they are beginning to fine employees with unvaccinated spouses $200 a month. If this isn't the employees, which that's that's one thing, and, and I don't like that either, but this is spouses, all right? So let's just say theoretically, my wife works at this hospital in Louisiana, and I don't have the jab. Let's just say she does. This is all theoretical. Let's just say she does. She's got the jab. She's compliant, um, and she's probably going to have to get the booster and the booster and the booster too just to keep up. Um, but I don't, for whatever reason, I don't even work at this place. I just am married to someone who does. Well, this Louisiana hospital is now starting to find employees who have unvaccinated spouses, $200 a month. This is absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I read the other day, and this is a good point. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And, and if you, if you read uh, the headlines, you would think we're in the middle of the worst pandemic in, in, in humanity, even though we're not. Uh, but here we are finding and firing healthcare workers. I mean, what kind of pandemic is this where we could just fire healthcare workers? This is an absolute, absolute disaster. And the folks running these hospitals, man, they have lost their minds. And the folks running the executive branch under the Biden administration, they have lost their minds too. This is going to cause untold damage across this country. What am I talking about? I'm talking about firing healthcare workers. I mean, we can't even find enough healthcare workers to run our existing healthcare systems, and we're about to start nitpicking and firing healthcare workers. Not to mention, if you go through how many of these people have natural immunity, probably half of them or more have natural immunity to COVID 19, but we're just going to fire them anyway because they won't get the jab. I mean, this is absolutely un- unsensical, illogical, unscientific. If you look at the data, you start talking about this with people who have their head on right, then there's widespread consensus that this is absolutely insane. But no, 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 we can't bring up any alternative theories, any alternative viewpoints. We've just got to tow the party line. What is the party line? Everybody's get the jab. Everybody's got to get the jab no matter what. Um, and no questions asked, by the way. You can't ask questions because if you ask questions, you're going to get canceled and you're going to lose your job. Um, speaking of asking questions, I wish I could ask Dr. An- Dr. Anthony Fauci a question. He was on he was on a show this past week. He was on uh, Face the Nation, which I don't ever watch that, never will. He was on Face the Nation, so I came across this clip because I have to have content for my show, right? I came across this clip, and Dr. Anthony Fauci was questioned by the host about uh, about Christmas, about whether or not we can have Christmas gatherings. And you want to know how you know, as Americans, if why the government has too much time on their hands or if the government has too much time on their hands. It's if government employees are able to go on media outlets and talk about whether we can have Christmas gatherings or not. <laughs> That's how you know that our government employees don't have enough to do. But I'll stop talking. Let's go ahead and listen to Anthony Fauci about whether you and I should be able to have Christmas or not. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. 
All right. There's Dr. Anthony Fauci. I had to bring him for the week. He's got to come on the show at least once a week. But look, because Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci just questioned about how many people or whether we should even be able to have Christmas gatherings, for that, every time I play that clip, I'm adding two more people to my Christmas gathering. That's what I'm going to do. I'm adding two more people for every time Dr. Anthony Fauci even brings up the, the, the thought about me not being able to have Christmas at my private personal residence. I'm adding two more people to the list. I mean, this thing's going to be a super spreader. We're going to bring everybody that, 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 that we can, everybody's cousins. We're all coming to my little house, my little 1,900-square-foot house, and we're all going to have a Christmas party. So I'm going to play this clip again. I'm going to ask Bobby, my producer, to play this clip again because I want to add two more, so totaling four extra people to my Christmas party. Let's listen, listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci again. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. You know, folks, if we had people in government that had a little bit of wisdom, you know, we talked about wisdom out of the book of Proverbs when we started the show. If we had a little uh, people in government that had a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of discretion, they would realize that they just don't need to answer that question. If I'm heading up some some massive agency, and I've been doing it since the Reagan days, which is the story of Dr. Anthony Fauci, and I'm getting questioned about whether Americans can have Christmas gatherings or not, I mean, you should pinch yourself and go, am I really being asked this? Who am I, some federal bureaucrat, making way too much money for doing interviews every week, and he's going to tell Americans whether they can have Christmas gatherings or not. But this is the state of America. This is the state of America. This is Biden's America. Biden's America, where bureaucrats about 2,000 miles away, depending on where you live, can tell Americans whether they should have Christmas gatherings or not. I mean, this is absolutely stunning. And, you know, you would actually be surprised how many Americans would listen to Dr. Fauci. How many Americans would, would go, yeah, you know, we probably just shouldn't have Christmas. It's just not safe, you know, because of COVID, we just shouldn't have Christmas. I'm encouraging every American within the sound of my voice and then everybody you know and then who they know to have a bigger, greater Christmas gathering in honor of Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's what I'm encouraging you to do. You want to know why? Because Scripture tells us to do to not fear scripture tells us do not fear so we don't need to live our lives we don't need to live our days in fear trembling hiding in our closet with a blanket over our head folks we got to get past this we've got to get past this because if we don't get past this these folks like dr anthony fauci they're sure not going to get past it because they are thriving with tyranny in place and we've got to move on as america hey afa at the core i'm walker wildman we'll be back in just a few minutes Now more than ever, Christians are looking for a news source they can depend on to give them news coverage from a conservative biblical perspective. We strive to do that at American Family News. We're looking for a Christian journalist who feels led by the Lord to help us accomplish this mission. If you have training and preferably experience in the broadcast journalism field, we would love to talk with you. For further information, contact News Director Fred Jackson at 662-821-2033. When you look in the mirror, what do you see looking back at you? You see you, right? 
Why did God make me in his image? An article by Laura Perry. Like the image in the mirror, God created us to be like him in the sense that we would reflect him. That way others can get a glimpse of who he is. To read this article and more, sign up to receive a complimentary copy of the Engage Biannual Magazine at EngageMagazine.net. A teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS, his mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was going to be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others being sold out to violent Islam. Now, his mother and siblings, they came to Christ, they prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremists. And when I caught up with him several villages over, I asked, Ahmed, what's your Bible mean to you? And he said, I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they hated me and where Jesus says I'm with you always. Now listen, having a Bible it meant everything to him and gave him perspective and his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Bible League invites you to send God's word to Bibleist believers around the world in our campaign The World Needs the Word at only $5 a Bible, every gift matched. Call 800-YES-WORD 800-YES-WORD or give it sendbiblesnow.org sendbiblesnow.org org. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to be with you today. Hey, I'm broadcasting live from our AFA retreat in Sylacauga, Alabama. And uh, we're about to wrap up this session here in a few minutes. So if you hear some background noise, you hear some people being too loud, uh, that's all right. We got uh, our attendees about to come through the lobby here where I'm broadcasting uh, to exit the building. So that's what's going on in the background um, uh, here in a few minutes uh, here at our AFA retreat. So the background noise is expected, but right now we should be good. Um, back to the story uh, that I wanted to mention uh, is, is this one out of uh, New York City. Uh, these these cruises are starting to pick back up around the world. And uh, this cruise was uh, leaving New York City, I believe, and it was en route to the island of Bermuda. Well, nonetheless, this, uh, this is a jab-only cruise. This is a shot-only cruise, meaning if you don't have the shot, you just can't go on this cruise. Um, so that's the, that's the background here. That's the context. Well, <laughs> folks, listen to this headline. Five passengers on first post-COVID cruise from New York City test positive. 
Yes, you heard me right. So we've got five passengers all fully vaccinated, and they are heading uh, to the island of Bermuda. Well, their little rapid test came back positive. They had to turn that boat around, um, or they actually had to drop these folks off in Bermuda. Um, and this is this is no joke. This is not a Babylon B article. No, this is this is very very serious. Um, 781 foot vessel carrying 848 passengers. Um, all guests were required to be vaccinated to board the cruise. They departed September 24th from Man- Manhattan's Pier 88. The ship returned to New York on Friday before turning around for another trip to Bermuda's Royal Navy Dockyard. Why did they turn around? Well, five people out of 848 had the virus, and all five of those were fully uh, vaccinated. Boy, is this is this ironic. And, you know, this is the fundamental problem with this entire discussion. I mean, I can get into the case about why people shouldn't be forced to take a substance that they don't want to take, and that's a very... That, that, that logic and that argument stands on its own, no matter what we're talking about. But you want to get into the efficacy. Okay, let's talk about the efficacy. Because right now, and for the past six to eight months or longer, all we've been getting is these two words, really three words when you add in the middle word, safe and effective. That's what we've been getting. We've been getting that so much, I dream about the words safe and effective. And there's been no caveats, there's been no if, ands, or buts added before or after. No, safe and effective. And then you say, well, I mean, is there any any caveats, any side effects? I mean, anything that I should know, any disclaimers? Nope, 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 safe and effective. Safe and effective, okay. Well, we got two things there. We got safe on this side and we got effective on this side. Well, let's just talk about effective, all right? The stats I'm looking at are not very good for the effective argument, for the efficacy. It's not looking good. Because I studied, I'm sorry, I didn't study. I reported last week um, about Victoria, Australia. 78% of hospitalizations are amongst the fully vaccinated in Victoria, Australia. And I can do this for hours. I can go through hospital hospitalizations and reporting statistics for city after city, state after state, county after county. In my local area, we had 50-50% the other day. 50-50%, meaning 50% of the hospitalizations were amongst fully vaccinated. So I, we can do this for hours and and we can look at the data and it's 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 you get you get all kind of data, all kind of reporting depending on what you're looking at, what part of the country, what part of the world. But nonetheless, this this narrative that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated is an absolute hoax. It's a falsehood. It's the biggest hoax I've seen since the Russia hoax when they went after Donald J Trump. And that is this narrative that if you don't have the jab, well, you're dangerous and you just need to go back to your house and shelter in place. And you shouldn't be able to be a part of public life. You shouldn't be able to go to school or work. You shouldn't be able to go to the grocery store if you don't have the jab. I mean, this is absolutely stunning, uh, the fact that people have the boldness uh, to sit here and and base their, their theories and base their worldview and base the way they want to operate all of American life off of falsehoods it's absolutely astonishing and speaking of falsehoods you know we've been told we got to get to 70 percent that's what we've been told we got to get to 70 percent you know once we get 70 percent uh americans vaccinated we're good to go we'll, we'll be at herd immunity is what they say 70 percent 70 percent well the other day joe biden said um when questioned by a reporter you know what's a good number we need to get to he said uh 
I don't know, about 98, 99%. <laughs> With a straight face, he said that. He said, I don't know, about 98, 99%. What during the campaign trail it was seventy during the campaign trail it was seventy percent when he got sworn to office in January it was seventy percent now it's ninety eight to ninety nine percent which we all know is an unattainable unreachable goal but why aren't we surprised I mean the goalpost has been moved so many times the guy digging the hole for the goalpost he's getting tired <laughs> because they keep moving the goalpost uh, but this narr this narrative this idea. Um, that we can just sit here and say safe and effective enough times to make people force something into their arm. Uh, that's just not going to fly with many Americans. Hey, some good news. Um, many of you probably saw or heard, and I think I played it on the show, uh, but this clip of a, a U.S. Marine that was an active-duty Marine, and I don't have his... his uh, Yes, I do have his rank in front of me. Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. He released this, like, two-minute video tops. May have even been a minute. He released this video calling out his um, superiors. He had this uh, this short, you know, two-minute video on Facebook or on YouTube uh, calling out his superiors, calling out the president, calling out General Milley, and calling out others for the Afghanistan debacle. I mean, the, the, the video is full of truth telling and encouraging his superiors to take accountability uh, for what's going on in Afghanistan. Um, so that's what happened uh, a few few weeks ago. Well, that uh, U.S. Marine, that officer, that lieutenant colonel, rather, he is now in prison, whatever you call uh, the military prison. He is he has been court-martialed, and he is in, uh, in, in military prison awaiting either charges or awaiting a trial. Uh, because he dared to speak out. But the good news of this entire story is um, $2 million has been raised in legal defenses. $2 million now have been raised to support this lieutenant colonel. And by the way, the background noise you're getting, I'm uh, broadcasting live from our AFA retreat, uh, so the background noise uh, is coming from the lobby here. So all, all is good here in Alabama. Uh, but back to this story. The reason this is important, and some people may disagree with this. Um, I mean, I, we can get into the, you can get into the entire uh, argument or discussion or debate about whether this lieutenant colonel should have done what he did, whether he should have posted a video to social media cr criticizing and demanding accountability from his superiors. We can get into that, and if you look at at the the way the military code is, you look at the way the rules and standards are. Yes. Uh, he, he broke uh, their rules and procedures and their standards. But and here's the point I, wa I want us to take from this. People in the military break rules and standards all the time. I mean, I can probably go through and find some rules and standards that these four-star generals in Washington, D.C. have broken through this, this Afghanistan debacle that was an absolute disaster. I mean, the one case, the one blatant case that we have right in front of us on the table is the case of, of, of the U.S. military uh, dropping a massive bomb, dropping a couple hundred pound bomb in Kabul, killing seven children and three adults, none of which had any connections to the Taliban or ISIS. So some drone operator took a command from some officer somewhere and dropped a bomb on seven children in Kabul and where are they? Why aren't they in jail? Why isn't anyone associated with this with this horrible, bad drone strike in jail? Well, because it might look, make the Biden administration look bad. That may be it. 
Uh, but this one-sided justice system, this one-sided tier, or this one-tier or two-tier justice system, where if you're in charge, or if you're close enough to the Democrats, well, you just you're fine. You don't have to worry about anything. You can make whatever decisions you want to make. Uh, but if you dare speak out against the status quo, you dare speak out against the establishment, um, against the folks who've been in Washington for 40 or 50 years, then you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. You're going to have to raise your own legal fees. And this even gets back uh, to the Trump days and even prior to that, where you had Obama Department of Justice officials. We, we covered uh, Steve Stockman's story the other day about uh, Justice uh, De- Obama Department of Justice going after Steve Stockman. I had him on my show. I had Steve Stockman on my show U.S. representative out of the state of Texas um, about uh, the the Obama DOJ going after him over some campaign finance violations. But why did they go after him? Because he dared to speak out against the Obama administration. He dared to speak out against the Obama administration. But this is what they do. Uh, The Democrats, the establishment, they weaponize the the bureaucratic systems. They weaponize our executive branch uh, to go after people they don't like. Uh, Speaking about going after people they don't like... um, Vice President Kamala Harris was at uh, George Mason University the other day, and one of these students was asking a question about uh, her, about the vice president of the Biden administration's view of Israel, and somehow it got to accusing the Israelis, the state of Israel, the nation of Israel, of ethnic genocide. Listen to this horrible clip, clip three. Over the summer, there have been like protests and demonstrations in astronomical numbers standing with Palestine. But then just a few days ago, there were funds allocated to continue backing Israel, which hurts my heart because it's an ethnic genocide and the displacement of people, the same that happened in America. And I'm sure you're aware of this. And I bring this up also because of the issue of how Americans are struggling because of lack of health care, public health care, lack of affordable housing, and all this money ends up going to um, and funding Israel and backing Saudi Arabia and whatnot. And I think that um, the people have spoken very often in what they do need, and I feel like there's a lack of listening, and I just feel like I need to bring this up because it affects my life and people I really care about's lives, and this is just something I have to bring up. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And again, this is about the fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your truth should not be suppressed. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear that, folks? That was the vice president at the at the latter end of that clip. That was the U.S. vice president of the United States. Or I said U.S. already. That was the U.S. vice president, Kamala Harris. And the student there used the used the words talking about Israel ethnic genocide she accused israel of being guilty of ethnic genocide when it comes to the conflict with the palestinians and others and the arabs um but the vice president there didn't dispute it didn't correct the record no she went smooth selling into a reply and said i want to i want to thank you for your truth (laughs) i want to thank you for your truth no 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 that's not how it works vice president that's not how it works I wish I was there at these events because I could just jump right in and just correct the record. But the vice president, or, or Miss Vice President, that's not how it works. There is the truth and there is there is non-truth. There is the truth and that is it. There is no your truth and my truth. There is the truth. And that uh, that student there just falsely accused uh, the people of Israel of ethnic genocide, which is a false accusation. And then went on to basically question why are we why are we helping Israel? 
why are we funding their missile defense system? And that's one thing I want to address real quick before we wrap up the show in a few minutes. I've even seen, uh, I even saw Glenn Greenwald, who's a, a very uh, well-known journalist. Uh, he's on with Tucker Carlson every once in a while. I mean, very, very uh, upstanding guy who I share his views on many issues, some issues, I would say. Uh, but even I saw Glenn Greenwald questioning the U.S. financial support for the people of Israel. And he went. He said something to the extent of, why is America funding a, a rich nation's missile defense system? Talking about Israel. Here's the problem with that viewpoint, all right? The problem with this viewpoint that why are that, that brings up the question, why are we helping Israel? That viewpoint is rooted, or rather, it is not rooted in Scripture. Because if you look at God's Word, you look at the Bible, you look at Scripture, you look at God's Holy Word, it will become increasingly clear to anyone who dares to read it that the United States of America is justified and actually exonerated in, in financially and militarily supporting the nation of Israel. If you take out Scripture, if you take out God's Word from this conversation, like I said at the beginning of the show, then you can make some kind of fancy, semi-logical argument about, well, we shouldn't fund Israel, we shouldn't help Israel, which is this whole separation, this whole um, uh, viewpoint that we shouldn't be involved in any other nation's foreign affairs or affairs. But looky here. If we're going to fund any nation, if we're going to help any nation militarily, the first and primary nation we should be helping is the nation of Israel. Undoubtedly, unashamed, unashamed, we should be helping the nation of Israel. We help all kinds of nations. We spend billions of dollars in foreign aid every year. We need to first and foremost help the nation of Israel, both militarily and financially in every aspect. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. Thank you for being with me today. Check out our website, AFR.net. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.